This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. Occasions, many times, when the demands of life, the demands of ministry, the demands of, of a family, the demands of being a friend were so vast and the sleep was so small that I know God heard and answered that prayer. Now, I'm not telling you that you should be foolish and plan to sleep two hours a night thinking God's going to turn it into six every night. He's given us a good sense, good heads to think. But in seasons and times when you need rest, ask him to help you. God will give you rest. And he gives us rest when we cease from our own works. That means we take it off of us. The Bible says that we cast our cares on him. We roll that burden over on the Lord and he gives us rest. You can rest in the Lord. If you're going to rest in the Lord, number one, you're going to cease from your own works. Number two, there remaineth a rest to the people of God. Number two who will labor in the Word of God. I remember hanging at the phone with Ruth that night, and this is when God showed me this passage of Scripture. I remember hanging at the phone, she told me that I wasn't right when I stopped in verse number 10. So I said, well, I better read verse number 11. And as soon as I'm thinking, hallelujah, I'm quitting it all. I read the next verse, the Bible says, let us labor. I thought, that's the last thing on earth I need to do. I'm war slap out. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm stressed out. But look what the Bible says. If you're going to enter into the rest that God has provided for you, the Bible says that we rest by laboring to enter into that rest. Laboring. The last thing on earth I want to do is labor more when I'm tired. But look what the scripture says. What do we labor in? Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Verse 12. For the word of God is quick. It's alive. Have you ever cut your finger in the quick? You know why you call it the quick? Because when you, when you get it in the quick, it hurts. Because it's alive. There's nerves there. It's alive. The word of God is quick. It's alive. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the hearts. What's the Bible talking about? We have rest. You can have rest. You can have rest when you cease from your own labor and when you begin to labor to enter into that rest. And the first thing God in his word mentions when he's talking about labor and entering into rest is the word of God. How do we get rest through labor, laboring in the Word of God? Folks, I want you to know something. Time in God's Word is not time wasted. Time in God's Word is like a craftsman taking the time to sharpen his tool before the day's work. You see, if you'll sharpen your tool before a day's work, the day's work is so much easier. 
The Bible says if you're going to have rest, you're going to have to find you're going to find rest by laboring in God's word. And laboring in God's word, taking time to know God's word, to love God's word, to study God's word, to give it a proper place in your life. You see we enter into rest by laboring in God's word. We enter into rest number 3 by laboring in prayer. In prayer. The Bible says this in verse number 14. In the same context, he moves from the Word of God, the writer, to this very special subject of prayer. The Scripture says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. Let us, therefore, come boldly under the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The Bible here talks about our high priest. In the era of the law, the high priest was the connection for people to God in so many ways. Jesus is our great high priest. And Jesus is our intercessor. The Bible says that Jesus ever liveth to make intercession for us. When we pray in Jesus' name, we pray to the Father, God the Father, through Christ. He is our great intercessor. We pray... And we touch heaven. We pray and we touch heaven. Knowing that we can touch heaven in our prayers, we should have rest. The other day, the day we were going to close on our house, I've told some of you this story. I had to go to Johnson City to pick up a check. The nearest branch of the bank that we banked in in North Carolina is in Johnson City. So I had... I dropped the boys off to school. I had just a little time to get back to the closing uh, early that afternoon. And I had plenty of time, so I dropped the boys off to school. I'd go to Johnson City, and I did something. It's my own fault that what happened happened. The parking lot was dead going to the bank and in front of another big group of stores. And the quickest way to the bank was through the parking lot, but through the parking lot the wrong way. Yeah, I did it. So, I looked around. <laughs> Nobody will know the difference. No big deal. So I cut the wrong way on a one-way through the parking lot. And I didn't pay attention to the concrete ramp that they'd poured out into the oncoming traffic. And I hit the concrete ramp, just the edge of it, with my van, and boom! Oh, no, I could tell immediately. I'd blown, blown my tire. Oh, well, you know, it's what you get for going the wrong way on a one-way. So I pulled in. I thought, you know, I better go into the bank and do my business and then come back out. I didn't want to be all nasty but by when I went into the bank after changing the tire. So I did. I went in the bank, got my check, everything's going fine. I'm watching the clock. I'm going to make it just fine. And I, I 
dig the spare tire out of the van. How I many of you have ever dug a spare tire out of a Honda van? Lord be with you. I mean, it's, it's down in there deep. And they got it packed in there just perfect, you know. So I pulled it all out, jacked the van up, took the tire off, set it to the side, got the little donut. I was nervous about driving all the way from Johnson City home with the donut. Put it on. I thought, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm gonna, if I don't do this right now, I'll never. But they've got this little styrofoam thing that the jack and everything goes back in. So if I don't do this right now, I'll never remember how all that went back in there. So I took my time. I put everything back together, stuffed it in there real nice. The only thing left for me to do was to take the flat tire and carry it from the front of the van around the back and put it in the trunk. Well, as I was rolling the front tire to the back of the van, I just happened to look at the rear tire. And when I hit the ramp, I'd blown it too. Yeah. There's not two of those little flimsy donuts in my van. So, I'm thinking, first of all, I spin around in the parking lot. I'm looking to see, Lord, have you provided a tire shop right here near me? And he hadn't. So, I picked up, I got, grabbed my phone. I'm watching the clock. This is, now, I'm really pushing it now. I grabbed my I grab my phone. There's a few churches I preach at in that area occasionally. And so I start calling my friends. First one didn't answer. The second one didn't answer. The third one didn't answer. Now, this is terrible. This is terrible. Finally, well, I sent it like a uh, I sent like a SOS text to one of my buddies. I, I made it. I've never I've never sent a text like this before that showed any desperation. But it was like, I'm stranded. I need help, period, you know. And I've never seen anything quite so frank, you know. So, any rate, while I was sending the text, one of the first guys I called, he answered. Or he called me right back. I said, oh, Bob, I am so thankful to hear from you. And uh, the reason I told you that story is because once I had a friend that I could call on, then everything was fine. He came and got me. He took me to the Honda dealership, the only place you could get those tires. We spent a lot of money on two tires. But he picked me up. I found what I needed. I was back on the road, and I made it just a little bit late for the closing that day. The whole story and the emotion and the worry, this part of the story, what am I going to do? Am I going to make it? It hinged on one thing, a friend. A friend that I could call on, a friend that I could be in touch with, a friend that I could trust in. It all hinged on that one thing. Now, two flat tires were a very minor problem. But I want you to know something. There is no problem, big or small, in your life that you cannot bombard heaven and God here and know your need, and answer your call, and come to your aid. He doesn't show up in a raggedy pickup like my buddy Bob did. He shows up in mysterious ways, but he's more certain than any friend you've ever had walking on two feet, breathing fresh air in this earth. He is everlasting, eternal, faithful, loving God. And the Bible says you can rest. 
you can have rest. How? You can have rest if you'll cease from your own works. It doesn't all depend on you. If you'll labor in the Word of God, God's Word, if you'll spend time with it, it'll give you answers, it'll give you hope, it'll give you rest. And we enter into this rest by laboring in prayer. I love this song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. It makes an emphasis on friends, but I think its greatest emphasis is on the fact that the friend we have in Jesus can be reached and called on and prayed to. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Listen to this, it's convicting. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. How many of you have forfeited peace? You've, just, you've given up peace because you just wouldn't trust in the Lord or call on Him. Oh, what needless pain we bear. How, much, how many of you have carried around pain and suffered great pain foolishly, knowing your Heavenly Father will take care of you? Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms, he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. Guess what? I love it. There remaineth, therefore, a rest to the people of God. May we rest in the Lord, rest in his faithfulness. Jesus never fails. Never. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.